On today's Locked On Texans podcast, Saquon Barkley will test free agency, so we'll talk about that, and players that need to excel in 2024. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, 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 welcome to this Wednesday episode of the Locked On Texas Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you to all of our first-time listeners. If this is your first time listening or watching the Locked On Texans Podcast, thank you. Please be sure to subscribe, like, and comment to the Locked On Texans Podcast on YouTube and wherever you listen to your podcast and to all of our returning listeners lending your ear for another Texans podcast. We, we, we really appreciate it, of course, mm. as always. But thank you guys for coming back. On the other side of the screen, Texans credential media member, Sports Illustrated's own Cody Davis. I'm your Texans football analyst, John, some sports guy Hickman. We're going to take a trip to the YouTube comments today. I wanted to clarify my thoughts, and I, you know, some of the guys in the YouTube comments did a very good job of kind of calling me out on some of the things that I said, and I, I appreciate it. So this is me addressing it a little bit. Top two players, maybe three players that need to excel in 2024. We kick off today's episode looking at Saquon Barkley, who will test for the agency. Before we do that, I want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 in your pocket if your bet wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. Right now, the Houston Texans are plus 275 in the uh, odds of landing Saquon Barkley, former rookie of the year, New York Giant running back who will test free agency. Uh, again, plus 275. He could be a Houston Texan, the highest odd mark of any other team, however you want to put it. And I think it was already a foregone conclusion that Saquon and New York have seen the best of days. Now they're going to move forward without one another. Um, so now we're looking at Saquon Barkley testing the free agent market. And again, right now, Cody, he's standing to make around $10.5, million. Mm-hmm. And that's what I actually want to pick off from. Now, of course, as everybody know, yesterday was the very first day that teams can start franchise tagging a player. And unlike last year, the New York Giants would not place a franchise tag on Saquon Barkley for the second year in a row, according to the New York Post. And they will allow Saquon Barkley to test free agents. However, John, listeners and viewers, the biggest thing that came out of the report from the from the New York Post on yesterday was the fact that the New York Giants will still try to get a deal done with Saquon Barkley. However, they will allow him to go out and talk to other teams and see if he can get a, a, a deal somewhere else, probably match his, his desired salary um, or to get to a team, i.e. the Houston Texans, where he can actually help them build something special. Um, Saquon Barkley, look. I do want to say this. I think the free agency running back group is 
very exciting because not only do you have Saquon, you have Josh Jacobs as of right now, you have Derrick Henry, um, you got Pollard down in Dallas. So it's like there are several really good running backs that the Houston Texans or any team can get in this year for agency class. However, I do believe, in my opinion, that the best running back in the market right now is Saquon Barkley. You're talking about a guy who has been in the league for six years, and out of those six years, he has clips over 1,000 rushing yards in three out of those six years. He came close on two other occasions, especially last year, I believe he finished the 2023 season with, I think, around 950-something, 960-something yards on the ground. And the only time that he didn't come close to those numbers was, of course, in 2020 when he went down with that MCL slash ACL tear. Now, John, with that being said, I do wonder how much money will the Houston Texans will have to shell out in order to get Saquon. Because as of right now, to your point, his market value is 10 and a half to 11 million. However, you are also looking at arguably the best running back in this free agency class. The Giants still want to get a deal done. So there's going to be competition there. And then there's other teams around the leagues that's looking at Saquon Barkley as a, as a primary option as well. I'm all for landing Saquon Barkley, but John, this goes back to something that you and I had talked about over the last couple of weeks in terms of Saquon and for a lot of these free agents. Will the price be right? Because I don't want to see the Houston Texans put themselves in a bind to where they're going to have to overpay him. And then next thing you know, in the next two to three years down the line, Saquon is eating up majority of your cap space due to the fact that you had to outbid other teams. So I know right now a lot of teams are looking, a lot of people, you know, fans, reporters are looking at Saquon, looking at the Texans saying that it's a perfect marriage. However, I'm just a little bit worried if it comes down to a bidding war, will the Houston Texans have to do a, a quote-unquote overpay in order to get his services down here in the city of Houston? Listen, if it comes down to a bidding war, then the Texans should bow out. Plain and simple. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I have nothing else to say. Um, e- even if it did come down, the running back market will never take up majority of your salary cap. Never. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't see that happening again. The only player I could see that happening for, well, we may look at a running back and, and say, well, he's making over the – Franchise market for a running back could be Gibbs or Bijan Robinson. I thought you were about to say Bijan. Out of those two guys, and and that's simply because of how they're utilized in an offense. Uh, so maybe maybe those two, maybe in the future, we'll see them get an annual salary of fourteen million, maybe. And that's nothing how it used to be. That's not nowhere close how running backs used to get paid. Right? They used to be the the bigger eaters of your contracts but Mm -hmm. if it does come down to some silly bidding war then there's no need to even talk about the houston texans being in the running for saquon barkley that's all i have to say get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, which is america's number one sports book right now new customers get 150 dollars in bonus bets with any winning five dollar bet that's 150 bucks if your bet wins Bet on all of your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, same game parlays, exclusive props, and more. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on 
and shoot your shot. Not like Jalen Green, because you may miss it, but shoot your shot at fanduel.com slash locked on. Fanduel, the official sports book partner of the NBA. Welcome back, Locked On Texans listeners and viewers. I think the next conversation is perfect to have at this time because we're getting caught up in a lot of new guys coming in, free agent talk. We've had uh, not as much, but minimum, minimal uh, draft talk here, and we'll ramp that up, of course, of course, more. Uh, Cody will be out at the Combine in yes, Indy, so that's going to be great coverage. Uh, then we also have some prospects. That's going to be fun. Y'all know here at the Locked On Texan Podcast, we try to put our hands on everything. But while we're searching outside of the building right now with a lot of our conversations, it's time to look on the inside. And how can you improve on the inside? And so on Tuesday, Tuesday, I, I tweeted, name two players that you want to see bounce back or you know pretty much do better in 2024 than what we saw in the past. And I think for me, guys, the number one guy I'm going to look at, the number one player that I think of all of the players that we should want to see excel in 2024 is the kid that's right here from home. Actually, there's two of them. (laughs) But I'm talking about Kenyon Green. The the the, wow. the the yeah, and so I've been critical of Kenya Green, not as much as I would like to, to like to be maybe on the show because I'm still respectful, but I have been very critical of Kenya Green. But I have to admit, Kenya Green was a young dog coming into the NFL, still had a lot of baby weight on him from AM. Uh, and I think that he has gotten Kind of not the fair shake of things. Injuries have played a part in how much he has not been able to develop. Uh, missed the entire year, his sophomore year. His rookie year was riddled with injuries. He's never been able to go through a full offseason, right? But he is in jeopardy of losing out of his spot. Can I say, is that fair? No, that's 100% fair. He's that's already fair. lost, if you ask me. And that's and, and and I have the same almost the same thought, but I have to sit back and I say to myself, we have heard on multiple occasions both Bobby Slow and D'Amico Ryan's emphasize being able to dominate in the run game. Mm-hmm. And when the Houston Texans traded back and they went to select Keenan Green, his biggest attribute, what was on his calling card, was his ability to be able to move guys out the way as a run blocker. And we have yet to see that for a string of games. I think we've yet to see that for a string of drives for Kenya Green. So when I look at players that need to excel in 2024, I think for Green, this is one of those situations that could plan out to be life or death, career death type of deal. Hmm. If you do not pan out, this upcoming season, if you do not have a healthy offseason, if you do not have a full offseason, if you are not participating in all of the offseason activities and coming into camp with your body right, your mind right and ready to go, then you can lose your spot. And this is a what have you done for me lately league. And if you lose your spot this year in your third year with not a lot of tape, I find it hard to believe a team would give him a shot in the future. So he's number one on that list for guys I want to see excel. 
And while the Houston Texans have question marks at receiver, we can also put to bed them moving away from John Mechie. However, this team is nowhere near complete at the wide receiver position. And this is the 2022 draft class that's been that's been uh, kind of holding this team back a little bit. No Kenya Green mm. due to injury. Uh, John Mechie, we know about what happened with him. And then this upcoming, this past year, uh, he was not able to perform to the standard, but he's missed football for two years straight. Mm-hmm. But do I think John Mechie could be the wide receiver three? I don't think so. But if you want a shot to be one of the top offenses in the NFL, you need a full, complete wide receiver core. And I still believe that John Mechie has the talent to be able to uh, contribute to this offense, especially with C.J. Stroud as his quarterback. So I'm looking for John Mechie to have an amazing offseason. I'm looking for him to have a great offseason workout program, and we're seeing him getting better and better. I want to see Mechie go through that process of getting better without the ball in his hands. And that's possible because we've seen Nico Collins do that from year one to year two, his rookie to sophomore year. So I want to see that for John Mechie. I want to see him get a little bit more fluid and just playing back, get back to playing football, getting comfortable with playing football at a full speed and a high pace. And I want to see him go out there and be able to compete for wide receiver four. Lastly, guys that need to excel. I got these two guys, Todd. I don't want to necessarily go too much into it, but both Jalen Petrie and Henry Toto, those are two guys that are combining in my number three spot that I believe they need to excel in the upcoming year. Well, I'm going to pick up where you left off because Jalen Petrie is number one on my list because the Texans, as great and as good as their defense played in 2023, they did rank in the bottom half in terms of pass defense. And, of course, that was due to the up-and-down season due to the secondary. And, of course, the biggest, weakest spot in that secondary was the safety unit. And I understand Jimmy Ward was not – the player that we thought we was getting when the Houston Texans signed him last offseason. However, John, the biggest disappointment in that safety unit was Jalen Petrie. To understand how bad Jalen Petrie's season was, this young man going into the 2023 season, we was looking at him as a potential Pro Bowl caliber player in this league. And if his development continued to go in the trajectory we thought it was going to go in, we were sitting here talking about whether or not in the next five to six years we would be looking at an all pro caliber safety. This is a young man who finished last season, his rookie season, with five interceptions. This year in 2023, zero. I remember. And Coach D'Amico Ryan's introductory press conference. To understand how bad this roster is, there wasn't too many guys that D'Amico Ryan shouted out at his introductory press conference. I, it, it was Derek Stingley, it was Damian Pierce, and it was Jalen Petrie. And I remember him saying, we got a guy in Jalen Petrie who had five interceptions last year. We got to find a way to increase that. And next thing you know, about, let's say, nine months later, on December 24th, and a blowout loss against the Cleveland Browns, that same coach, D'Amico Rines, bench Jalen Petrie. And I don't really know what was going on with Jalen throughout this entire year, 
But, John, I'm hoping that he takes this offseason to get back to the roots, to get back to the player that we saw, the potential that we saw, not just during his rookie season in 2022, but the potential and promise that we saw in his final season at Baylor because they had a lot of people, including you and I, who is excited to see the Texans go out there and draft Jalen Petrie in the second round because we saw potential in that young man. And this is going to be a big year because I can see Jalen Petrie, if he doesn't find a way to get back or come close to the player that we saw in 2022, I can see him going down the same path path as Damian Pierce. You start off the season as a starter for one reason or another. They replace you as your starter. And then next thing you know, towards the end of the season, you fall out of the rotation completely. And speaking of Damian Pierce, I know unless Nick Casario and D'Amico literally botch the free agency market, botch the draft. I understand there is no way in hell Damian Pierce is going to get his job back as the starting running back for the Houston Texans. John, in the first segment, we just finished talking about the possibility of Saquon Barkley joining this team. As a matter of fact, that's almost like a recurring topic here on this show. Everybody shows, everybody's writing everything. However, if they pass on Barkley, there's an opportunity. You go, you can go out and get Josh Jacobs. You can go out and re-sign Devin Singletary, draft one of the top running backs, all that other good stuff. But I do believe that there is still a lot of potential in Damian Pierce where you can say, you know what? You may not be this team starting running back. You may not be running back number one. But at the same time, there is still something there that we can utilize you as running back number two. I do believe in order for the Houston Texans to get their offensive backfield, to get their rushing attack to the level where Bobby Sloyd wants it to be, Damian Pierce has to show this team something. I understand it. I get it. I'm not expecting Damian Pierce, who almost ran for 1,000 yards in his rookie season, but he has to do something. Hopefully, we can get something out of Damian Pierce. And I also want to highlight a guy that I didn't think of, but because you mentioned him, um, John Mechie. This is a young man. You say you don't see him in a running as wide receiver three. Let's let's just go back. Before the cancer, before the ACL tear that had him down for two seasons, that was a young man who was one of the top wide receivers coming out in 2022. He was one of the top wide receivers during the 2022 college season at Alabama. And I still think that young man got something special. And I would not be surprised if we're sitting here in 2024 talking about the emergence of John Mechie. That is another guy that I do believe he needs to excel in 2024 in order to get back to the player that we all thought, that he thought that he was mm-hmm. going to be coming out of Alabama for things, unfortunately, took a turn for the worst. But the best thing about it is he's healthy, and for the very first time, he actually has a full offseason to get ready for the upcoming year. For the first time in two years. I do want to say this. Other guys that we mentioned, outside of outside of HT, the rookie uh, linebacker from last year, D'Amico and Bobby was not here for any of those players. Yeah. And so... I think, I mean, for me, I think that's why I said that those are the players that need to excel because this coaching staff could have used last year as a year to just really see where do you fit in our plans moving forward. Hmm. CJ is their guy. Um, 
uh, uh, Will Anderson is their guy. Was Christian Harris their guy before he got here? Who knows? But we know he is now mm-hmm. because he excelled to close out their year. You saw the progress from him, right? And so, uh, Jaden Petrie, you was not their guy. Mm. Did you get with your opportunities? Did you do enough for them to say, okay, yeah, he's a, really a part of our future plans? I don't know. Green, I don't think Green's in good graces with the uh, franchise in terms of being able to play, not anything off the field, but just on the field expectations. He has been underwhelming, beyond underwhelming. So, all of these players, if you look at them, there, there aren't really any real ties there. And Nick has to do what's best for the team and also what's the coach and, and try to fill his vision out for the coach. And are you in the in those visions? Who's to say you are? Welcome back in, Locked on Texans listeners and viewers. We are taking a trip to the YouTube comments to close out today's show. And there is one that I want to address specifically. Loki, Loki, seven seven three two. His comment on the who are the top franchise tag candidates for the Houston Texans this offseason. Uh, and that's actually two comments. But Loki, Loki said, John trying to moneyball this team. I guess if you want to stay where we are, or possibly worse, with our upcoming schedule. I guess that's cool. Another comment, got to spend the money. We barely won the AFC South. We have to upgrade. Another comment, uh, y'all tripping. We need a big upgrade at running back. It's like what the 49ers did with Christian McCaffrey, who my man Jarrell Scott, 5203. Uh, I mean, shout out to the offensive player of the year, but, you know, they didn't win. But I do want to clarify my comments, and I'm saying this because you guys have heard me advocate for Saquon Barkley to the Houston Texans in the past. And I I can understand where you're coming from with my comments from yesterday's show. But let me be clear and, and, and clarify. Do I think Saquon to Houston, would that be good for this offense? Yes, that would be good for this offense. So that's not what I'm debating. What I'm debating is whether or not you look at this team and for a projected 11 million, what could you get from that? And to give you guys some context, Devin Singletary, $3.75 million this past year. Played in 55% of the snaps, ended up being this team starter. Javier Thomas, $3 million this past year. 31% of the snaps featured in at least 60% of the defensive snaps in seven games. Andrew Beck, $3.3 million, a significant amount of snaps on special teams and featured in at least 30% of the Offensive snaps in eight games. Michael Dater, who was a starter, $1.08 million, and he stepped in at center when injuries start to happen. If I combine all of that, I am just getting to $11 million. So when I'm saying it may be smarter to maybe go after a lower tier running back and do a very good job 
a keen scouting job. And mind you, they did not draft a running back last year. I thought that was a mistake. I also thought not drafting a cornerback last year was a mistake. I thought letting go of uh of the of the young kid that they brought in the undraft. Can I remember his remember his name? But the undrafted rookie fruit running back, I thought that was a mistake. I didn't think the Houston Texans handled the running back position well last year. But what I am getting at is that $11 million that you are going to allocate for Saquon Barkley could potentially be beneficial to the team because you're helping fill out other roles. Does that make sense? No, it, it, does, that, does that make sense? I am not questioning Saquon talent. Uh, Saquon Barkley's talent. I am not questioning what a healthy Saquon Barkley can do for this offense in terms of being in terms of being able to catch the ball out of the backfield and run the ball in this system. Yes, I know how beneficial Christian McCaffrey was for the San Francisco 49ers. Yes, I have four eyes and I've and I've used them to watch him play great football for that team. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is if we're going based off of what Nick Casario, this team's general manager still, if we're going based off of his past, we've seen him kind of nitpick with the money a little bit. And if we go based off directly last year, Devin Singletary, Andrew Beck, uh, uh, Tavier Thomas, Michael Dater, and those guys played some significant roles for this team last year. Did they not? They did. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> and 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 to, to get a little bit deeper, Devin Singletary, he's a free agent. Uh Tavier Thomas is a free agent, I, I want to say. Michael Dater, free agent. Andrew Beck is coming on. He signed a two-year deal. So his cap hit was only what I told you guys. Those are free agents. Jeff Hampton, 50-40, and I like this comment. We'll close out with this. Sign Grenard long-term, tag Schultz, and draft his replacement for next year. Resign Singletary and draft a running back to add to Singletary and Pierce. Go DT and corner early. Didn't I say that? Didn't I say that? That's nice. Didn't I say that about Dalton? Franchise tag him, draft his replacement. That's all you got to do. And in terms of Jonathan Grenard, you get more value for your money if you sign him to a long-term deal. Plus, you keep the pair, the pairing of him and Will Anderson Jr. together for at least the next two years, yeah. which is going to be scary. There it is. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Locked On Texans podcast. Be sure to subscribe, like, and comment to the Locked On Texans podcast on YouTube and wherever you listen to your podcast. Give us a follow on Twitter at Locked On Texans. While you're on Twitter, give me a follow at John underscore Hickman 12. And as always, I'm your host, Cody M. Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Um, Starting next week, we will start draft coverage because I will be at the NFL Combine in Indy. Matter of fact, John, I think I might. Um, take a take a trip to Gary, Indiana. You know, go visit a house on twenty three hundred Jackson Street. It's all about an hour and a half away. But um, we got some big things in store for you guys next week. So please be sure to subscribe to Locked On Texans to stay up to date. But until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace.